Is it? I don't even know what day it is anymore. My God. What's happening, guys? Welcome to Film Junkie Live. Yes, on a Thursday, because, well, everything's just all wacky when it comes to this week, because I obviously had some technical difficulties on Monday's stream, didn't have a stream, pushed it to Tuesday, so I thought, all right, might as well push this uh, Wednesday stream to Thursday stream. Yes, that's right. I'm sacrificing not seeing Evil Dead rise tonight to talk shit with you guys. That's what I'm doing. Okay, so you better subscribe, hit that like, maybe share it. I don't know, do something, but yes. It's movie night, not going to the movies. And I really wanted to see Evil Dead Rise. Hopefully I get to see it. I'll try to find some time to go see it. I don't know when, but uh, yeah, man. And I was like, ah. And you know, like I knew like Ben like usually does his stream, Real Anarchy. And if he was going to do a stream tonight, I was going to bump it uh, an hour early because he usually does it at this time. But then he didn't, and then I was trying to get a lot of work done. But anyways, I don't mean to bore you guys. Who's out there? Let's talk. Let's chat it up. What's going on, Rock Salad? Hope the leaks about the ending are true. Oh, boy. I know. It's going to be um, it's gonna be interesting. No spoilers, too, by the way. I'm not here to give spoilers when it comes to talking about the flash and the test screening and stuff like that. But you got to be wary, guys. Some people are probably going to be dropping some things in here that they've read or whatever the hell. I try not to give spoilers. I'm not one of those people. You don't need that. But uh, Mind of Inception, good to see you. We got Patrick here. Vice of Serious, I watch Titans and Flash. A lot of money I don't care about leaks. Okay, good. That's, yeah. There's something with Titans also. They, they're dealing with multiverse stuff right now too, right? Beast Boy. Hi, Mom. Mama Film Junkies here. Good to see ya. Good to see ya. We got Seek, my man. What's happening? Good to see you, brother. Turn that off. Mm. We got Eric Patterson right here. We also got uh, we got Ryan also right there too. We got Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Not a bad uh, not a bad Thursday. Not a bad Thursday. You know, just trying to get as much work done as possible. But yes, it's it's just my week is just so off right now. So off. I wanna. I'm like, should I go to the movies still? But no, it's I'm not gonna get done with this in time. I talk too much. So. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. What's going on, Mr. Brian Cowley? Good to see you. We got Du Juan right here. Uh, I like it. All right. Geez, not two live streams on because we're on today, not Wednesday. Yes, sorry to inconvenience you, Eric. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. Ion Podcast, Ion Stone Podcast. Good to see you guys. Hope everyone has a good week. Had a good week, or, you know, going to have a good week, right? All right. And what's going on? Cheers. Cortez, uh, Cortez has been reading some stuff. Cortez has been reading some stuff, apparently. What's going on? KC is here. KC is here. We got Mr. Vega. Good to see you. Good to see you. I know, right? Everything's all off. We're, yeah, the world doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Everything's just off this week. Very much off. No Batman Fanimated on Sunday. And, you know, just so many different things happening this week. Oh, boy. Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, are the days switching? Also, will, uh, will you do five days live stream? No, no, no. I mean, if somehow that, you know, I had no day job in anything, you know, I'm 
could attempt doing a five day a week, like a morning show type thing, you know, drinking some coffee, getting all caffeinated. But yeah, not going to happen. No, the days got switched up this week just because I had technical difficulties on Monday. So, you know. I don't know if I have, I mean, I could, I could do five days a week, but I would have to, I mean, I would have to have, I'd have to have a crew if I was going to do five days a week or something like that. I'd have to have at least like somebody to bounce stupid things off of. So, you know, Stephanie T is here. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yo, what is happening? Kasali. All right. We got Mr. Venom right here. Okay, so we're going to be talking about, of course, all this right here. You know what's kind of funny is the fact that I really didn't have to change. I only had to, I only had to change that, that image right there because obviously we're going to be talking about uh, the last topic of the day of the stream is going to be the Mandalorian season finale, which I watched today finally. That was the only thing I had to change. We're basically, you know, on, on, on Tuesday's stream, we talked about The Flash, we talked about Zack Snyder and the Russo brothers, and we talked about Jonathan Major. So pretty easy to not, I didn't have to change my little, you know, my little icons right there, my little uh, images of all this right here, because I mean, it's essentially, we're just going to be talking in order, the same kind of stuff. But yes, we're going to be talking about that uh, test screening a little bit here and, uh, you know. Which is, you know, I, I scratch my head on the on the whole thing. I really do. And then we're going to uh, go over some things that were talked about when it came to Zack Snyder and the Russo Brothers Part 2, which hopefully you guys watched that. And then, yes, it's just gets it's getting worse for Jonathan Majors, which is a, a damn shame. And then, uh, yeah, so ah, it's going to be all right. It's, uh, well, hopefully it will be, like I said, on. Like I said on uh, Tuesday, I was like, man, let's just kind of wait and see what happens at, at the uh, at the hearing when all this stuff is going to be OK. I like those. Yeah, I know I did. You know what, Stephanie? I actually did like those Sunday morning streams, too. There was something about them that were pretty cool. Uh, it was different. It was more it was very laid back, you know, and, you know, it was just me just kind of just talking talking shit about the week yeah those yeah they were fun the the sunday morning hangover streams i don't know maybe one of these days it could get brought back i don't know i don't know it's just when you try to figure out what you want to do with like the channel i mean obviously i i don't do film junkie live usually on tuesdays anymore just because you know need a little break every now and again but yeah you know it's just I don't know. It's 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 you just try to figure out how much streaming you can do. But like I said, the day job gets in the way, you know. Personal life and stuff like that gets in the way. What's going on, Jose? I forgot. Yes, it is 4:20. So smoke if you got them, I guess. <laughs> you know. Hey, if you're uh, lighting it up, light it up. Light it up. 4:20. Uh, good stuff. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And uh, we're going to get into it right away, man. Wake up yesterday with new Foo Fighters. What? We already It was already teased. And obviously, you guys know that uh, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. And yeah, they uh, a new album's coming out on June 2nd. June 2nd, and they already teased the first song, which, of course, is awesome. Yep. Good stuff. But it's like, again, it's such it's such a bittersweet thing because, you know, it's it's an album without Taylor Hawkins behind the drums. 
And I'm kind of wondering what the drum situation is. Is it Dave playing the drums? Did they bring in a bunch of different drummers to play the different songs? That's what I'm kind of wondering when it comes to this album. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a bunch of different drummers come in and play different songs. But at the same time, I'm like, or maybe just Dave Grohl played the drums. But listening to the song, I was like, doesn't quite sound like Dave Grohl's drumming. To me, at least. To my earballs, it doesn't sound like that. So, anyways, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, so... Hey, Jackie Earl Haley, you know, posting a little war shack, little war shack right here, which is pretty awesome when it comes to the Superman anniversary. Posted this right here. Look at that. That is sweet. You could, you could see all kinds of things in here. So many different things. So many different things. And we got some Superman-ness right up there. We got some Batman right here, right there looking. I mean, there's so many things in here. And, of course, it's the, the BBS logo, which looks pretty cool. So many things right in there. You got to love that. But uh, yeah, good old Jackie Earl Haley posting some Warshack right there. You got to love it. Got to love it. And uh, we got Boss Logic still continuing with some awesome posters. Worlds Collide. This is pretty sweet. He's been making some great posters to come to that. Look at this stud. Look at this stud right here. Yep, that's right. We got a new shot. Mr. Henry Cavill. Zack Snyder posted this on Vero, talking about the Man of Steel. Obviously, he's been posting all kinds of shots from the different actors and everything um, when it comes to the movies in celebration of Full Circle, and he posted this. And, of course, it's a very awesome shot. Very awesome shot. Very awesome shot of Henry Cavill Superman right there. I mean, the detail. I love it that the lighting is hitting just right. You can see the texture. You can see the texture of the costume. Just looks so pretty sweet, man. I, I, I tell you what, it's going to be difficult. I mean, I know like a lot of people, a lot of people will, will say that there's nothing's going to beat this. And I'm just going, okay, that could be the case. You know, as fans, we can just look at this and go, yeah, what's going to beat this? There's no way. But I always root for the next filmmaker to beat this. I hope that James Gunn can beat this when it comes to the actor and the costume and, and the embodiment, the character of Superman. I always root for that, but it's very difficult because to me, gold standard right here, costume and everything. Costume looks just the texture of the costume, very alien-like, it just works. And then Henry Cavill, how can you, the guy just, you look at him, you go, yeah, that's Superman right there. So I hope that James Gunn can. I'm rooting for that. I always root for the next filmmaker to create the new gold standard but my god is it going to be very difficult when it comes to looking at this right here man ah anybody else got a boner i do all right anyways hey look what's happening right here and there's a little trailer that's going to be happening too when it comes to this but uh godzilla x kong kong i don't know why they put an x kind of wondering about that are they meaning godzilla and kong the New Empire? I don't know, but this was fully announced, the follow-up to Godzilla vs. Kong, with a synopsis and everything. This latest entry in the MonsterVerse franchise follows up the explosive showdown of Godzilla vs. Kong with an all-new cinematic adventure pitting the almighty Kong and the fearsome Godzilla against a colossal, undiscovered threat hidden within our world, challenging their very existence and our own. The epic new film will delve further into the histories of these titans, their origins, 
and the mysteries of Skull Island and beyond while uncovering the mythic, the mythic battle that helped forge these extraordinary beings and tied them to humankind forever. So, oh boy. But yeah, there's the, uh, the title right there, Godzilla X-Kong. I mean, I'm guessing it's Godzilla and Kong, the new empire, which, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And of course, there is footage that we'll watch that we'll watch in a little bit, too, that they uh, tease as well. Todd McFarlane also teasing his Flash Flashpoint build a wave right here. Pretty sweet. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the uh, we're going to be talking about the Flash movie. But we got this right here. Yeah, that's right. A blonde berry. How about that, guys? A blonde berry. I love the fact that they have the version where the cow is just like, you know, he lifted the cow off and it's still on his costume. So that's pretty sweet. I like that. And yeah, okay. Who gives you? I I don't care. I just I I I, I, I just I don't know. I I just I don't whatever the you know. I don't care. But uh, yeah, Louis Leterrier is that how you say his name? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the guy who, I guess, came on to direct Fast X is going to be directing Fast and Furious 11. They should have got Michael Bay. This is supposed to be the last Fast and Furious movie. And you better believe, because obviously it's like it's going to be one giant, one giant story, apparently. It's going to be essentially when it comes to Fast X, that's part, part one. And then we're going to have Fast 11, who God knows what they're going to call that. Um but that's going to be part two of the story. I mean, do we already know that Vin Diesel is going to have his dramatic, like, you know, Iron Man, Tony Stark sacrifice scene where he dies? We already know that's going to happen. But hey, whatever. They should have got Michael Bay. End it with Michael Bay. That would have been pretty sweet. But I don't think Michael Bay even wants to do those movies. But, you know. So uh, this is a this is an interesting list right here. Deadlines most valuable blockbusters, 2022. Obviously, Avatar 2 was the big huge money maker. Top Gun Maverick, Min Minions, Rise of Gru, Doctor Strange 2. Eat it, eat it. Yes, that's right. I really enjoyed Doctor Strange 2, Sam Raimi. So eat it, haters. Still made, still was a very uh, valuable blockbuster. Black Panther 2, which I didn't enjoy as much, but hey, you know, whatever. Jurassic World Dominion, I could see why it did. It did cross a billion dollars, I believe. And it uh, wasn't that great. It was not that great. Uh, but hey, it was there. The Batman, number seven, which is, uh, you know, that was my favorite movie of last year, naturally. And then, of course, we have Puss in Boots 2, which I keep hearing great things about, which I, I guess I need to see. And then, of course, we have, you know... Can you do about that? That's just the way it's going to be. But I love, I love, I absolutely love that a small horror movie original, the most original movie on this list, small horror movie that stars Kevin Bacon's daughter, Smile, number 10. Apparently it made a profit of like 101 million or something like that. I don't know. Anybody who, invest, who invested in Smile, is happy. That's all I can say. And I know there's going to be a sequel, which hopefully it'll be all right. I enjoyed the movie, but there you go. I love the fact after all the sequels, every one of the sequels, well, except for the Batman, which, but it's still existing franchise, but you got sequel, 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 reboot, sequel, 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 smile. 
I love that. That makes me happy. That does make me happy right there. <laughs> that makes me smile, okay? It's making me smile. I just love that. At least one original small movie made it on the list of most valuable blockbusters. Okay. Sorry. Just had to emphasize that. Oh, I can't wait for this. Come on, guys. A Twilight reboot is in the works. TV series. That's right. Again, you know, everything's reboot, 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 reboot. We're getting the Harry Potter. We're getting the Harry Potter stuff. So... Now, of course, we're going to get Twilight rebooted as a TV series as well. You knew it was going to happen. Season finale, we got a new poster for The Mandalorian, which, of course, we'll talk about. We will talk about. We shall talk about. Um, according to uh, Luis Fernando, he said, although no release date has been granted yet by local regulators in China. China, what are you doing in China? Come on. You want to watch the Flash? He moves Flash. You like this? It's good. Come on. Sorry, every time I say China, I just bust out in my Trump impression, which is terrible. WB started marketing campaign for The Flash locally with the first local preview poster. So they have the preview poster. It's there. So that would give it a nice little bump. If it, if it releases in China, there's no way. It doesn't reach a billion dollars. That's right. I know about, I know about dollars. I know about billions. That's right. Come on sparkly batman some people still doing that is people still saying that shit i don't know it's ridiculous but yeah here it is folks That's how you market it. That's a good tease right there, okay? And for anybody who is, like, wondering, me, myself included, where are they going to take this franchise? Where, honestly, are they going to take this franchise? And honestly, like, this, this gives me hype. I'm hyped up about this. I'm going, okay, okay, you've got my attention. You have got my attention here. So good job, Legendary and Warner Brothers. Probably more Legendary, am I right? Um, but yeah, that's a cool little tease right there. I'm not going to lie. I like that. I like that. I like it. And then, yeah, speaking of valuable, yeah, uh, Avatar The Way of the Water reportedly made a net profit of $531.7 million. Jesus, my God. Jimmy Cam, man, James Cameron. Everybody doubted James Cameron, right? I saw so many detractors and, and people pushing back against the whole Avatar thing. And I was kind of wondering myself, I'm like, are people actually going to go see this movie? Are they going to see this movie after so many years, after over a decade? Are we going to, you know, people are going to flock to the movie theater? And they did. And look at that. 531.7. That pretty much... That's pretty much the budget for what? That's a, that's the bu that's a budget for the next movie and probably half the budget for the movie after that, the sequel after that. My God. But yeah, good on him. And then, yes, guys, we're going to be talking about the Flash and cameos. I will. I can confirm. 
I know he's been missing for what a year, but I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Casual Batman has a little uh, cameo when it comes to the Flash. Just saying, you never know who's gonna pop up in that. It is the multiverse. It is the multiverse. Uh, we have a deleted scene from The Dark Knight. The Joker escapes Bruce's penthouse. There's that's a cool shot. That's from uh, Christopher Nolan Art and Updates. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Bloodbath. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. More. 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 You know, it's just just the way it is. Bullshit. So uh, it was originally described as the big one, or even more. Po uh, point pointedly a straight-up bloodbath either way the lion's share of layoffs at disney are expected to begin monday from april 24th to the 27th employees in film and tv will be losing their jobs that's right you know when it comes to all this i mean all the studios are doing this stuff there's a sense of foreboding that the cuts are going to be wide large scale and very meaningful an industry source said, noting how low company morale is right now amid persistent rumors that at least one person from each department would have to go. Eat. That just sucks. The sweeping layoffs are among the first major moves for Bob Iger since his surprise return as Disney CEO late November. Hulu will definitely be one place to watch with these cutbacks, observes one high-level exec. At another media company, ESPN will also be under the microscope in terms of cutbacks and more. That's right. Man, we're still suffering stuff that's happening with the pandemic. I'm just saying. That's what's happening. I mean, there's that and then the fact that, uh, you know, some of these other people just get paid way too much. So they don't want to, like, sacrifice their nut that they're getting. So they want to lay off the, uh, the smaller people. That's what happens. That's what happens. Hey, Ted is here. Good to see you. David Ayer, you know, just doing his thing. David Ayer still, uh, you know, promoting the Ayer cut. But uh, this person right here was like, you know, fuck the Ayer cut. I don't want it. And uh, David Ayer said, you don't have to watch it, I promise. So there you go. You don't have to watch it. You really don't have to watch it. According to Letterbox 2023, here are the most uh, anticipated movies when it comes to Letterbox. Barbie being number one. What the hell? What kind of world do we live in that Barbie Barbie is number one on Letterboxd. Jeez. Oppenheimer, number two. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, of course. Guardians, Dune, Killers of Flower Moon, which is uh, the Martin Scorsese film. Uh, Asteroid City, which is the Anderson film. Wonka, Indiana Jones 5, and The Killer. Uh, the Killer, I believe, is a Fincher? I think that's Fincher, if I'm not mistaken. Let's make it black and Black and silver. Let's make it black and silver. Why not? Why not? And thank you to, uh, if you seek his monument, look around you, who uh, tweaked the new image of Henry Cavill's Superman and made it the black and silver Superman costume, which, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's one of my faves. I like it better than the blue. I do. I just do. I just do. So uh we'll keep on going of course we'll talk about that and then yeah even zach even zach snyder zach came on and uh quote tweeted jackie earl's um jackie earl's tweet right here talking about the uh the war shack right there so that's pretty sweet you gotta love that gotta love that 
And then what is this? What is Weta, what is Weta Workshop creating? What do they have brewing up that has to do with Zack Snyder's Justice League? What? Huh? I don't know what it is, guys. What do you guys think it is? Oh, boy. I don't know. Scott, are you still out there? Okay, it's the Trinity. You think it's the Trinity? Are we all thinking it's the Trinity? Scott, you better be, you know. Um, you got that, you know. You got your uh, statue fund. Oh, boy. That's going to be something. It's Joker giving Batman a reach around. There you go. Yeah. I think Jose is partaking in some 420 right now. That's what's happening. That's definitely what's happening. <laughs> yeah, forget about it, sweetheart. What are you doing behind me? Hey, I got my booze here, all right? I love this shot. Yeah, we got more images from the Penguin set, which that's pretty sweet. Yeah, what's, I don't know. Yeah, see, he's using that, uh, don't people call that the white supremacy signal now or something like that? The Nazi symbol? I don't know. Yeah, more, more with Sophia. Yeah, he's holding on that alcohol. You know, that's top shelf. Top shelf booze right there for Oswald. Paramount says Warner Brothers owes them $52 million in streaming rights of South Park. Ouch! <laughs> it just can't, you know? You know, they, uh, you know, David Zaslav's been trying to get that money, trying to trying to get out of debt, trying to get out of debt, and now they got a $52 million bill from Paramount about South Park. Doesn't that suck? Ah, and then, of course, we got some video right here. That's right. Yeah. Is he about to fight? What's going on? He was a boxer, one of the, you know, in his younger days. He was a boxer. I don't know if that's just... I think that's just Colin Farrell just... Warming up, you know? Why not? It's Colin Farrell. He's probably hot in that costume. Well, his face is probably hot, so pretty sweet. We got Nightwing, iconic modern look right here from Phil Cho, so that's pretty cool. We got Tiffany. We got Tiff I almost said Tiffany Chalamet. We got Tim Timothy Chalamet right here. He's in a commercial that's directed by Martin Scorsese, and apparently they did the cameraman didn't know what to do because... Mr. Chalamet runs into the camera right here. Just bonk, ouch. <gasps> wow. Jesus Christ, careful. Have you seen him without a shirt? He has no chest. That was strictly sternum and ribcage right there. Holy crap. Careful, Timothy. That had to hurt. That had to hurt a little bit right there. I'm just saying. Vero right here, um, they posted today, earlier today, saying that uh, join us for the Snyder vs. Trilogy panel and Q&A live stream with Zack Snyder and guests. So uh, look for the Vero on Twitter. They have a link where all the live streaming is going to be happening. And then, of course, uh, SpaceX, uh, the uh, first fully integrated Starship lifted off for the first time today. Yes, history was made when it came to that. And regardless of how you feel about Elon Musk, or not regardless, but if you if you hate Elon Musk, you made fun of the fact that the rocket blew up. And if you're a fan of Elon Musk, or if you just, you know, read what it was all about and realized it was a test launch, you realize that those people just, wow. It was, 
history being made because obviously this is going to be going to Mars. And yeah, it lifted off and then it eventually blew up. That's why it's called a test. It was just kind of funny seeing people going like, hey, it blew up. Ha, fucking idiot. And like, yeah, they pretty much expected that. It's a test, the first test. That's usually what happens, you know, when you're dealing with a bunch of fuel. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It's like, uh, he's not taking an L, Stephanie. They, they, they were expecting that. That's the thing. They were, the success was the fact that it lifted off. Anything else that was going to be happening, they just kind of were like going, okay, there you go. And they collected all the data. So it was actually a success because it lifted off. That's all they were wanting to do. Anything that happened after the liftoff, they're like, all right, whatever. You know, it wasn't meant to actually go to Mars. <laughs> it was meant to just lift off. That's the thing. So, but yeah, it just depends on how you look at it. And then look at this. Oakland is just, well, Oakland's a, a shithole, but you know, what can you do, I guess? But, uh, you know, the Oakland already lost the Raiders to Las Vegas. Now they're losing the A's. The A's are also going to be, the A's are actually going to be moving to Las Vegas because apparently they signed a binding agreement to purchase land near the Las Vegas Strip. So it's going to be constructing a $1.5 billion ballpark, $35,000 seat. So the A's are gone. The A's are gone. Yeesh. And then look at this. I don't care. I just don't care. They're all, you know, well, everybody got a character poster. Jesus Christ, how many people are in this movie? So many people in this movie. So many people. So many people. So Fast X got a bunch of character posters. Yeah. And there they all are holding a steering wheel. Okay. Congratulations. Hey, and then according to Fandango, when it comes to summer blockbuster movies, look at the list right there and look what uh, look what's number three, The Flash. That's right. Of course, Across the Spider-Verse is number one. Uh, I think my top anticipated movie was Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, so that's number two. I think Across the Spider-Verse was like my number three or something like that, but yeah, there you go. You got Transformers. The Little Mermaid, Fast X, Barbie is actually number seven on this list. Oppenheimer, Haunted Mansion, and then, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Did you guys? <laughs> All right. So apparently this has been, you know, the past couple of days we've been hearing about this is that Adam Driver is in final talks to play Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. Yes, we all wanted John John uh, Krasinski after he made his uh, appearance when it came to the Multiverse of Madness. But apparently that's not going to be moving forward. And now they're talking about uh, Adam Driver. He's been on the short list, rumored list and everything. But I love this. <laughs> that's hilarious. This is from that, that married movie or that marriage movie that he was in with Scarlett Johansson that was... You know, a little bit of a rough watch, if you think about it. But uh, I love somebody made that just, I don't know. I, I got a chuckle out of that, so I thought I'd share it with you guys. But, uh, yeah, Adam Driver, maybe. Who knows? Hey, look at Henry Cavill's a Nazi. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. I th he's disguised as a Nazi. Obviously, Henry Cavill is shooting the new Guy Ritchie film. I forgot what it's called, but I, uh, I know the last time that we had an update, he was currently in Turkey, I, be I, I believe it was. 
But uh, yeah, here's some um, set images from that Guy Ritchie film where, yes, he is dressed up as a Nazi, but apparently I'm guessing it's a, you know, it's a disguise. I don't think he's actually playing a Nazi. And then Meg is going to be uh, hosting a full circle spaces uh, next Wednesday. This guy, you know, next Wednesday, next week's Wednesday. So talking about it at 5 p.m., I guess that's my time. So uh, tune into that. She'll be talking about that. She knows some more details when it comes to everything. Like I said, we're going to get more and more details when it comes to the full circle event because, yes, it is not this weekend, but the following weekend. Crazy. Settlement, Victoria Alonzo reached settlement over uh, former Marvel executives firing. So this is finally happening. I know this was like it was going back and forth like she fucked up. No, they fucked up. She f- I don't know. It was so many different things that happened here, but they reached a settlement. Alonzo departed. This was on March 17th with uh, no explanation given publicly, though uh, sources uh, told THR she was fired over her outside work producing the Oscar nominated film Argentina 1985 for Amazon after being warned not to pursue outside work. The executive had, of course, a number run with the studio and talked about that. She served as co-producer. Alonzo continued to serve and kept going. Uh, her exit roiled, roiled uh, Marvel, normally known for its squeaky clean public image. Alonzo's attorney suggested the firing was connected to Alonzo being an outspoken proponent of the LGBTQ, you know, all of the alphabet, uh, in part- uh, particular the rights, particularly with Disney's dispute with Florida, because we all know that thing was all happening. So there's all kinds of stuff, but apparently they've reached a deal. So, yeah, there you go. I think uh, everything's going to be all good there. You know, Marvel's just like, stop, 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 stop. We're already doing so much here with, uh, you know, when it comes to Florida and Disney. And now my, 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 uh, my uh, Chrome locked up here. Come on. Uh, you know, because THR, of course, just they have to bombard you with like, uh, you know, 157 ads. So <laughs> I know. Cancel me. Cancel me. I totally I totally uh, effed up the uh, the whole the whole the whole uh, lettering of all that. But uh, I don't know. It just seems like there's I mean, what else is going to be added to that? Um, I think it's stopped now. But anyway, so uh, apparently they uh, have a, a settlement. So that's good. So that's good. Super Mario Brothers movie directors said the uh, collaboration between Nintendo and Illumination was super smooth. There was this level of trust and mutual respect between the two studios. Hopefully that's the case. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And look at Jeremy Renner. What a Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner uh, posting some AI art of him as a, a robot saying we can rebuild him. Obviously, you know, poking fun at his, uh, his recovery after his accident. So that's pretty cool. We have another Boss Logic poster right here, Worlds Colliding. Of course, he's showing some uh, reverse flash right there, so pretty sweet. Alec Baldwin. Oh, THR deleted that? Oh, boy. I wonder why. Why did they delete that? Pretty interesting. But anyways, the news was that Alec Baldwin's lawyer says that the involuntary manslaughter charges against the actor in the fatal shooting of Russ cinematographer uh, Helena... Hutchins will be dropped and apparently they're just gonna start shooting the movie again. So yeah He uh, he's uh, scot-free. He's not gonna get he's just a little slap on the wrist and that's about it 
when it comes to all that. So, I mean, I guess, you know, if you're an Alec Baldwin fan, you're happy for that. It was a weird situation. I know it's like wasn't entirely his fault, but I think, you know, he still did pull the trigger. So it is a little iffy when it comes to that whole situation. And then, of course, we have some art right here, some flash art. Um, that was pretty cool. Fantastic new Batman piece by Brendan Pitt, who actually did this too, which is pretty sweet. Pretty sweet Batman piece. And then, of course, doing some uh, flash art right there. You guys know I love the art. Love me some art. Love that. So there you go. Jeremy's good. What? Who are we talking about? What are we talking about here? You guys all right? We're good? We're all good? All right. I don't know. I saw Jose go WTF. Did I do something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Alec Baldwin thing. I forget that there's a little delay when it comes to the chat. Yeah. It's all pretty crazy, but hey, what can he do? You know? Dropped, continued, and everything. All right. The Flash. Test screening? All right, can 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 somebody answer this for me? Because I'm I, I I don't quite get this. Why do you hold a test screening a week before you're going to screen it at CinemaCon? Anybody? Like, I don't I don't understand what's what's happening with that. I really don't. That doesn't make sense to me. Because what what could you do? What what could you possibly change or tweak or anything like that a week before screening it at CinemaCon? You already have it set for CinemaCon, so why do a test screening a week out? Nobody's working on the movie anymore, by the way. It is picture locked. Nobody's working on the movie. I mean, I think like maybe there's some things that might be happening with certain things. I mean, I remember what, like earlier this week or even last week or over the weekend or something like that, the the composer was still, you know, doing some of the like score things, but the score is essentially locked in there, but doing some tweaks with that. But I mean, according to my information, Andy Muschietti is just, you know, he's not, you know, not really, obviously there's still going to be stuff that you talk about or anything like that, but that guy's already, he's already working on the next thing. But, uh, you know, VFX and everything, I don't know. I think that's pretty much uh, wrapped up. It's all pretty picture-locked. So I'm just kind of going like, like, uh, why? I mean, obviously, when it comes to the uh, the screening, and a lot of people were talking about, they uh, they were talking about, okay, now we have a new ending. There's a new ending, and I know somebody said that out there. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, but why even test it? Why even, like, risk more leaks coming out? Because guess what? Hey, <laughs> people talking. People talking, you know, that's just the way it is. It's like, did you guys not, did you guys not realize that was going to happen? Apparently not. I don't know. Just, Fuck me, right? I mean, like, I mean, people are talking now. Now you got to like, okay, you tweak the ending because obviously when it comes to Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, they're going to remove that because Henry Cavill shot the Black Adam cameo and shot the Flash cameo pretty much in the same time. And now he's like, well, you can't have that. Now is Cavill completely removed from the Flash movie? I don't know. Is he? Might be, but of course, uh, you know, good old, uh, she was like, you know, teasing some stuff and just kind of saying stuff and specifically talking about Superman when it comes to the flash. And again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to delve into to spoilers. I don't seek out spoilers. I, I don't try to do that. I don't want to talk about spoilers when it comes to this stream and everything. And I, or, and I, I try not to, I just try not to do that. Um, 
but you know it's hard not to because obviously people talk and you know a lot of people a lot of conversations are happening and everything like that and then and then you know you got you got you got articles like this like uh the flash movie ending reportedly gets last minute changes rumor you know we got all that talking about that not gonna really you know show everything because again i'm trying not to be a spoiler kind of guy just trying not to do that if i have spoilers i will hit the spoiler alert sound effect if that's going to be the case but yes you got stuff like that last minute changes when it comes to uh what they're going to be doing right here when it comes to that so yeah if true so i don't know i mean i know you guys are doing pretty good when it comes to uh not revealing stuff when it comes to um what they changed and things that you might have read and everything so but it is kind of interesting because there were some things and, I, you know, you have to make sure that it's not bullshit. Because, again, I keep going back to the fact, like, why do a test screening a week out of CinemaCon when you're going to be showing it at CinemaCon? It's like, why, why do a test screening? Even if you did change the ending, it's like, why even test it? I mean, well, what could you possibly do in like a week's time? That's what's so weird. But then again, it's, you know, even though it's a new regime, it's still freaking Warner Brothers, right? So... Um, obviously it's all complete and everything, the visual effects, everything's picture locked and all that stuff. But of course there were some people out there and, and again, you got the, you have to, you have to take in people's bias. You have to take in how these people present themselves when it comes to Twitter and who they rally against and everything like that. Because obviously the individual, the individual that this article that I just showed you that they're sourcing to the whole thing tweeted out things, and this individual really does not like the Snyderverse at all, okay? Not at all. So when he's talking about stuff that's saying, like, all the Zack Snyder's Justice League references are not there, I'm kind of going, all right. I don't, I don't know if I can believe you because I've seen how you've talked about the Snyderverse in the past, and also, you're a douche. <laughs> you're a real douche. So I just, I, it's hard for me to just be like, okay. Uh, and so that's where I start doing my digging. Apparently, it's not as bad as, of course, he's making it out to be. I saw people that said Iris, Iris West, completely removed from the movie. B -b Bullshit! Wrong! How many drops do I have to use? That's not the case, obviously. That would be, you know, that would be terrible. But, yeah. So, apparently, there's just, like, all, you know, who knows? Who knows? It's a lie. The letter D, douche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people just, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. But, again, I just keep on going back to why. Why would you do it a week out of CinemaCon? That's just what's so interesting. Now, some people were asking, like, hey, what... So if we're talking about, you know, certain things when it comes to cameos, and we all knew that there was going to be some craziness. I mean, again, the Titans, Beast Boy and Titans, apparently he was jumping through the multiverse and the way that they're handling that, they're showing like multiverse stuff when it comes to Titans. I saw the clip. It Oh, man, it it's not that great. Kind of cool, but not that great. Um, but of course this is going to be so multiverse and talking about Superman. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I still, I am like, I mean, a lot of people are thinking, well, are they just going to CGI Christopher Reeve? They could do that. Cause I see a glimpse of that. Who knows? Brandon Ruth, obviously 
he's there. He'd probably be willing to do it. I don't know. And then, of course, you know, there's always like the very crazy craziness that it could be to have Nicolas Cage, Superman. That was never meant to be, that never came to fruition. We just saw the behind the scenes and all that stuff. Can you imagine if they did something with that? I mean, they could possibly do something like that. And then, of course, there's the Tyler Hoechlin, Hoechlin, whatever the hell. I always say his name wrong. He could be in it. And then we always, you know, Grant Gustin said he's not going to be in it. And then there's also like, oh, what if there's other people that's in the CW? I don't know. There's so many different things. So many different things. But just be wary of of all that. I mean, it, it sucks that we still have such, we still have what, a month? Um, uh, like almost two months? We have almost two months before this movie's coming out. I mean, you know, you, you're going to have to, if you don't want to get spoiled by things, you better be careful because it's all out there. A lot of things are out there. And I, I but it's just, I don't know. I just don't understand this whole test screening a week out of CinemaCon. It's just, to me, it just doesn't make sense because I know that people are, I mean, there's, they can't do anything with the visual effects. Uh, Andy's on to his, I mean, pretty much people who have really worked on this movie are already on to their next thing. It's, it's already locked in there. But WBD is like, well, we got to make sure, my God, because you remember, it's just like, Jesus Christ, relax, relax. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see, but. That's what happened. But yeah, some people were talking about certain leaks, you know, I, but I, again, when it comes to Grace, I mean, remember at one point she was putting information out there that said that, oh, yeah, George Clooney's in it, which I thought, OK, I could see how that could work. But then she went and George Clooney's going to be the new DCU Batman. Huh? What? <laughs> Wait, OK, I could see how George Clooney could end up showing up in this movie. Because I even explained it in my little short video. But then you went forward and said he's going to be 61-year-old George Clooney. It's going to be the DCU Batman. He's going to be brave and the bold. Stop it. That's where you're, That's where you went. Just went too far. Just went a little too far with that. So, Jack Schneider. All right, we got part two with the Russo brothers right here. And hopefully you guys watched it. Watch both parts uh, of Pizza Film School. So we got part two right here. And I watched it earlier today, which was uh, great. Great watch because, uh, you know, just a great conversation. Love hearing, talking about filmmaking. And I, you know, brought some little bullet points right here when it comes to uh, the interview that I wanted to, like, go over and hear what he had to say. So let's uh, go to this one first. Talking about director's cuts. I mean, one thing specifically that he mentioned, too, when it came to BVS, and, of course, talking about director's cuts, because essentially he's gotten a director's cut for all his movies. Uh, you know, Man of Steel really didn't get one. Uh, there w apparently what we got was the director's cut. But, you know, we're still waiting for the, 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 Snyder, uh, the, the Sucker Punch director's cut. We're still waiting for that. But, uh, you know, it's always like seems like that's always going to be the case. But, uh, you know, talking about director's cuts, um, he even said that, you know, 80 percent of the revenue can even just come in there, too, because, OK, we can look at the box office and people love to bring up the box office about BVS and how, you know, it was only it was only eight hundred and seventy three million. Oh, that's it. Shit. Damn, that's a flop. Um, obviously it didn't make a billion, but you know, but then I'll, you know, when it comes to the ultimate cut and the DVD sales still made a shit ton, but, uh, all right, let's go to this right here. 
All right, let's hear him talk about some of this stuff. And that's in some ways why, for me, the director's cut concept is so, was a thing that at least I could be like, well, at least I know it will exist, you know? So that's fine. Yeah. Like I can, like Batman vs Superman, I think is a perfect example of a, there was no plan for a director's cut except for home video in the day. They would always come to me because those director's cuts, even like on Batman vs Superman, I don't, I don't, it's some outrageous amount of the, the total after theatrical right, how much release yeah. Yeah. generated right by the director's cut is like, 80% of all the revenue so came from 80%, yeah. you know, and I, and, 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 which is the thing that if you look at the spreadsheet for the movie as a, as a piece of business at the beginning of the endeavor, that line doesn't exist, right? And then in the end represents this massive amount of commerce for the film. So I don't know. So in that way, and, and Justice League, frankly, wouldn't exist if I hadn't really had that as the movie that I want, really wanted to make, you know. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that I'm trying to pull a fast one or, yeah. you know, it's a clever ruse. Yeah. Um, a little bit. It's just a team. little bit. But, right. like, I always feel bit. like, you know, I am, sometimes I do, I'm up against commerce, you know, it, and that's There's a lot of strategy natural. as a filmmaker yeah. involved in getting your movie to a theater. You know, there's a lot of ownership that needs to happen along the way from a lot of people who wrote you a lot of big checks. Uh, and so there's a management on the scale of movies that we do that extends beyond the work you're doing on the movie. Uh, and it was something we found with Marvel. We got better and better at with that as it oh, went on. Interesting. Better and better at interacting with marketing in a certain way or, or thinking through or looking at what markets we needed in order for this movie to be successful, you know, um, who's going to, you know, who's going to India, yeah. you know, to, to talk to the Indian market. It's emerging markets. now, and you know, we're getting clips back from Infinity War showing how crazy the audience is growing in theaters. We, we didn't go there for Infinity, we better go there for Endgame and, you know, interact with these fans that, that are emerging and want to feel like they're part of the big experience that's going on. This is sort of getting in a bigger context now and bigger bigger questions of like the business in general do you feel like there's two questions here and then we'll nope, sure. wrap it up one is pause jace yeah so there you go talking about the director's cut he's always talking about the yeah he's got he knows that he had that option but at this but when they were doing bbs it wasn't on the table that's what's crazy it's crazy that it wasn't on the table and then all of a sudden it does. And then all of a sudden it's like when people talk about BBS, I always hate it. It's like, well, you mean the ultimate cut, right? I'm like, yes. Okay. It's always the ultimate cut. It will never be the theatrical version. Okay. And that's what I always get frustrated. People when they say like, you better be watching the ultimate. Like, of course. That's always the three hour cut. It's always going to be the cut that you watch. Always. Always. All right. And then let's go. Let's fast forward a little bit right here. Filmmaking realm. Filmmaking. Although I do think that. My dark. tendencies, natural tendencies, are kind of dark. I just, yes. just like, I, I, I don't, you know. And you have I, a darker yeah, vision of yeah. mythology. You're attracted to Icarus. You're attracted uh, yeah, 100%. to, you know, what is the flaw yeah. in this mythology that makes it more complex? Yeah, and, deconstruction is a yeah. thing that I'm a big fan of because yeah. I think that it also, it goes in a circle. Deconstruction, you like you did the characters. Figure out why it works, you know what I mean? It's like just a thing that I've always, I've always, been into and so in that way i in a weird way i've kind of battled my pg-13 yeah roots like where i live because like what i ask for from the movies it's budgets and scale 
It's to get it justified. It's got to, yeah. So it's got to, like, so it's it, hard it needs to do this that, audience. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, that's why I'm because they, you know, I, I kind of feel like with Netflix, they don't, the barrier is softer, you know? Like, what 13-year-old didn't watch Army of the Dead, you know? Yeah. Probably. It, it is softer because they <laughs> you know, can you, you take their phone and go in the bathroom yeah, and, and, right? and, and yeah. hit play. Yeah. Talking and about how, you know, yeah, like this has been how nice it's been with him. But yeah, I just like the fact that he talked about how he likes to take a darker approach when it comes to these stories. Obviously, we know that and we love that. And the deconstruction of characters, which is always great as well. So I just like how we mentioned that. And it's like, you know, because obviously the haters out there hated the fact that it was uh, it was like that. So, and then I had one more spot, or was that it? No, it was right here towards the end. And I was like, <laughs> what? You know, it's like it's funny. So like every great British actor of that generation. Yeah. Oh, he's talking about really, Excalibur. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get the chills just thinking about when Lancelot shows up at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's one of like, Zach's yeah. favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. thank you again. No, man. thank you. This That's has been amazing. a blast, and uh, all of you out there, thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, Manja Bene. We'll see you next time on Pizza. So there you go. That was the end right there. But yeah, good conversation. Great conversation. Really enjoyed it, and uh, I do want to watch like the the rest of them. I didn't, you know, I didn't really take part in any of the the other times that the Russo brothers did this but I did this but I'm going to go back and see uh, which filmmakers they talk about or they talk to just to get more sense on the, on that kind of stuff. He also brought up too uh, one thing and I think Steven actually mentioned this on uh, on Twitter cuz uh, he talked about it. He talked about it on the Vodka stream was the fact that talking about the volume uh, Zach talks about, you know, they talk about technology and the evolution of technology when it comes to filmmaking. He talked about the volume and utilizing that and how they were trying to utilize that for Rebel Moon when it came to like a battle scene in a village. And he explained how they try to make it work, but just the scope of everything and, and the amount of extras, you know, because he had this big, he's going to have this big war sequence that's going to be happening in Rebel Moon that it's just, you know, things couldn't work. Where because it's it's difficult because you're you're going up you're in a you know essentially like a dome that is very limited and you gotta like constantly and I think Steven brought up like a lot of things uh, when it came to when it came to Loki when it came to Obi Wan you could kind of get that sense of that small area of the volume that you know it's still going to be an expanding technolo technology and it's still going to be evolving but sometimes when you have these big huge you have a big scope it's just quite it's just not quite there yet but of course they talk about the uh uh the real uh, i forgot what they that that virtual unreal machine whatever the heck they call it they talk about that a little bit too and just the evolution of that but i do like the fact that you know these guys they're veteran filmmakers and they're talking about the new technology and obviously newer, newer filmmakers are going to be utilizing that technology. But yeah, it's just, it's just a really good interview. Like I said, make sure you guys watch part one and part two, really good stuff. And, uh, I think the Russo brothers for, uh, for doing that, even though one of those pizzas looked fucking burnt as shit. Did you see that? The crust looked really bad. Like, God damn. God damn. Speaking of that, Jonathan Majors, oh boy. It's just when it, you thought it couldn't get any worse, it's gotten worse. And again, I still stand by the whole thing of like, hey, let's not blow up this guy and cancel this guy and, you know, ruin his life until he has his hearing of talking about all this and maybe, you know, the whole innocent until proven guilty aspect of the law that we should be following, not guilty and proven innocent, but uh, yeah. 
Yesterday, this article from Variety came out. Jonathan Major's issues worsen as more alleged abuse victims cooperate with the DA's office. So, ooh, boy. Now, of course, you got to take this even with a grain of salt because, you know, you never know. Trades and, you know, even the author is a little sketchy uh, at times. You know, we've, we've seen her name before. But as Jonathan Majors prepares for a May 8th court appearance on domestic violence charges, his PR problems are about to get bigger. Sources familiar with the matter tell Variety that multiple alleged abuse victims of Majors have come forward following his March arrest and are cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. The prospect of more women waiting in the wings would mark a dramatic turn in the case and comes on the heels of Majors' publicist and management firm cutting ties with the embattled actor after, uh, earlier this week. And, of course, you know, we have his uh, lawyer right here that has uh, been quoted on saying this. Jonathan Majors is innocent and has not abused anyone. We have provided uh, in irrefutable evidence to the district attorney that the charges are false. We are confident that he will be fully exonerated, said Majors, uh, obviously, uh, his, uh, his attorney right there. So they're confident. They're confident. They're confident, at least. So. Um, they're trying to, uh, basically just saying, like, see right here, it says, uh, Sharanja's hus husband, Andrew Burke is serving as uh, majors crisis publicist and dub doubled down on the narrative that majors was a victim when he released a series of text messages on March 30th that were intended to be, uh, exonerating. The text exchange, which has not been independently verified, the woman wrote to Majors, I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone and stressed that she told uh, police that this was not an attack. The woman allegedly wrote, please let me know you're OK when you get this. They assured me that you won't be charged. They said they had to arrest you as protocol when they saw. Whoa, shit. It just jumped. These stupid ads. Uh, where was I? They said, uh, they said, okay, they said they had to arrest you as protocol when they saw in the injuries on me and they uh, knew we had a fight. So I'm so angry they did that, that you know, of course, that the way they did. I'm sorry, basically apologizing and saying I love you and blah, blah, blah. She sounds like an, a nice gal. That's for sure. Ooh, run. Anyways, but, uh, yeah, so it's all pretty rocky, but again, I'm just kind of hoping, I'm like, hey, let's wait. Let's get all the evidence out there. Let's do like a trial. Let's do all this first. Let's wait to all that. Let's not start taking sides and start like, and I hate the fact that he's starting to already lose his livelihood and everything. Marvel still has yet to say anything, and they haven't. I'm sure they've had meetings about it. They probably talked about it. They probably have a short list of actors that can replace majors if need be when it comes to Kang. It's all going to be very interesting to see the outcome when it comes to all this. But like I said, I think we should just wait, wait till after May 8th and see what happens. See what happens. Worst lawyer ever. <laughs> Worst lawyer ever. Mandalorian season finale. Who watched it? Did we watch it? This is my thoughts about it right here. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. 
Um, you know, this season, of course, has been a little, it was a little rocky at some points, but there are some episodes that I thought were more entertaining than others. Um, obviously, these last two episodes were the best ones when it comes to this season. And it's, 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 it's a typical Star Wars final showdown kind of thing. You got multiple battles. You got the Mandalorians that are taking on taking on uh, Gideon's freaking soldiers, and it's a cool little flying sequence. You got Bo-Katan with the dark saber, just you know, messing people up in midair. It was pretty damn sweet. Pretty damn sweet. You got Grogu, of course, in his robotic his robotic um, thing that they put him in. His robot his robot that he put him in, which helped. And you know, obviously, he could kind of speak. He could just say yes and no. And, uh, yeah, we got Gideon, we got, um, Din, little showdown between them, and, of course, you know, we're kind of worried, like, oh, I mean, obviously, they're not gonna, they weren't gonna, I mean, I'm not gonna try to give any spoilers just in case you haven't seen it, but, I mean, uh, you know, you kind of worry about people dying, right, certain people, at least the main two in this, so you kind of go, is that gonna, no, you know, that's, I, I, I don't think they're gonna be that dumb to actually do, like, a serious death like that, I don't think anybody was actually thinking either Grogu or Din was gonna be, like, uh, off or anything like that, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, um, a lot of expositional dialogue, of course, um, but, uh, it was directed by Rick, for, I can never say his last name, but, uh, you know, he's directed other Mandalorian episodes, and uh, he was originally supposed to be directing the Flash movie, but um, he directed. But I thought it was very entertaining, very, I thought it was exciting, interesting. But I will say this, I thought the ending felt like an actual full-on ending. Like, I'm kind of worried. I'm like, is there not going to be any more after this? I mean, obviously, we know when it comes to uh, Dave Filani, Filoni is going to be doing uh, a movie that's going to basically bring the Mandalorian into that movie. But I'm just kind of going like, yeah, they just kind of go, all right. You just kind of, it kind of ends. There's no like teasing from, I mean, I was just kind of like, it just kind of, just the ending kind of, kind of, kind of threw me off a little bit. I went like, okay, is that, is that going to be it for now? I mean, I get out of, who knows, who knows, but uh, you know, obviously, Things that happen in it. There's something you know that's a little heartfelt in it. Grogu gets his uh, gets his time to shine as well, even though it's still kind of like man. When you see that little puppet run and flippy floppies, it's just it's it's a little weird still. But hey, I'm okay. It's fine. I still enjoyed it. You know, it's just uh, yeah. It's now it's like okay, no more Mandalorian for a little bit, I guess. So I don't want I don't want to post credits scene. I just thought like maybe there was gonna be something teased. That was going to be further along, but it's just, it almost felt like, is this it? <laughs> Three seasons? But I think there'll still be more stuff, of course. But hey, what can you do? I mean, uh, yeah, you got the Soka show. Yeah, true. We got so much that's coming. Ahsoka, that's going to be coming soon. So, of course, I'll be doing reviews on that, those episodes as well. All right, let's get to questions. Let's get to questions. All right. See if there's anybody on YouTube. Nope, nobody on YouTube asked a question. So let's go ahead and oh, let's see what's happening when it comes to Twitter. Boop. All right. So what do we got here? We got Andrew Casali says since the movie will have a scene of Barry traveling the multiverse and it has many cameos of past live action DC heroes from movies and TV shows, which versions would you like to see as a cameo the most besides Michael Keaton? Um, like it's, I mean, obviously I want to, you know, 
I want to see them all. I mean, I, I think they should fit Chris O'Donnell in there. That's Robin somewhere. Why not? Why not put him in there? That'd be sweet. Put Dean Kane Superman in there. <laughs> that pissed some people off, right? <laughs> Mr. Nobody, hope you're. Uh, hope you've seen part two of the the Cinder, the Cinder Russo's video. I feel like the Russos have can pull pull filming a Lobo, but if they do a Batman film, I hope. They use Condiment King or Kite Man. I'm serious. Wow. Those are gag guys. I don't think they're going to use those. Do you want uh, the new DC to be form formulaic or have more balls-to-the-wall ideas? Yeah, but, I mean, Condiment King, I mean, the, the origin of Condiment King was, you know, came from the animated series, which is interesting. Kite Man, I mean, he's just a big joke. I don't know. It's like I don't mind them trying to pull from that, but I, I don't know about pulling those villains. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question number one. If Jonathan Majors is guilty on the court date and gets recast, not recasted, sorry, recast, um, who would you like to see play Kang in the MCU? Question, I don't know. Who would I want to see? That's a good question. I have to think about that one. You know, even like, even though it was like a BS rumor, but I wouldn't mind seeing Ray Fisher. Um, question two, do you think the ending of the Ahsoka show will build up Mandalorian season four? I hope so. Uh, and then question three, if you could pick one of these three to be a villain of Superman legacy, who would it be? Well, I think Brainiac's number one, but I do want to see Metallo. Fatal five would be interesting as well. Eric, yo, Dave, as you know, from past Patreon streams, I entertained the Bruce Lois idea myself before JL's release for the same reason Zach described. Just one thing, removing that arc, Zach didn't have much of a replacement for Lois. No payoff about uh, Diana Lois' tragic, tragic bond. Um, I mean, I think things were like, okay, so one thing, removing that our exact didn't have much of a replacement for Lois. Um, no payoff about Diana and Lois. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, there's that whole thing where like, um, I don't know. It's just, I, to me, like, again, I'm just, I entertain the idea cause I think that would have just riled people up so much cause I've seen the responses to that. So um, I don't know. I think it's still, I, st I still like the idea. Of course, like if, if they were going to get a continuation, they're not going to go with that idea anymore, obviously, because it's already been established. I even saw people even say that, like, maybe he could still do it. It's like, no, he can't. They, they already changed it. It's already going to be Clark's baby. Kenny. Also, Dave, did, uh, you see the fan made, uh, trailer for, no, I did not. I'll have to check that out. Hey, Dave, do you think uh, the Flash movie, we can see Brandon Roos, um, Superman? Yeah, I know. There's always that possibility. Uh, what's a surprise cameo in the Flash that you'd like to see outside of that? What's already on? I want to see Nick Cage as Superman. <laughs> uh, Devon Wooter, hey, Dave, do you think the cops will help Batman in uh, the Batman Part 2? And will and will you do you, your top 10 casting for Superman? Yeah, I'll probably, do, well, I'll probably do a top five one of these days. Probably should uh, get that out there. Uh, who do you th who who you think you're going to cast, and uh, also what do you think the marketing for the Flash will it's, when it's going to start? I think it's already kind of started. I think it's already kind of started. So, uh, okay. And then thoughts on some people scooping Henry Cavill is going to make an uh, announcement at SnyderCon. There are people what? 
They're saying it's about Superman, but the studio humiliated him, and James Gunn is going in different directions, so I highly doubt it. Who the hell... Who the hell is scooping that Henry Cavill is going to make an announcement at SnyderCon? Who is doing that? That's 100% bullshit. There's not going to be any announcements. This is what I'm talking about. I keep... This is what I keep having to go back to and keep on saying. It's like there are people that are trying to scoop SnyderCon. This is an event to celebrate fans of what was achieved when it came to getting the Snyder Cut out and raising so much money, almost a million dollars for AFSP. And there are dickheads, dickheads out there that are still trying to scoop this event. This is how fucked up they are. What the fuck is wrong with you? Stop trying to scoop this event. It's not for scooping, okay? Sure, we might get some more details about stuff and some conversation on the Q&A panels and whatever the fuck. There's not going to be any announcements. Oh, my God. I mean, who the hell, man? That just frustrates me. It really frustrates me. When I read stuff like that, like, wow, they're they're, they're trying to scoop that Henry Cat. Just don't don't believe any of the stuff, please. Just don't. Just don't. Don't don't do that. And, uh, you know, if, and I know there's people that say, like, oh, you're gatekeeping. No, I'm not. I'm just I'm trying to be a decent human being and just wanting to go to an event and celebrate these three movies. Zack Snyder's Justice League trilogy with fans and celebrate the fact that it's all about the AFSP thing because the Snyders want it to be all about the AFSP thing. So when you guys trying to scoop it for clicks, scoop it for all this stuff, you're a piece of shit. Just saying, you're a piece of shit. You know, any of these fucking scoopsy daisies out there that are trying to like scoop this thing, fuck you. That's all I got to say about that. Fuck you. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I can't believe that. There's, I mean, yeah. And I know there's it's it's there's multiple things. I've seen other things, too, where they try to they're trying to scoop this thing, trying to say that things are going to be happening, things or whatever the hell and whatever. It's like, all right. OK, sure. People will believe it, though, and get all defensive and toxic. And that's the problem. Yeah, no, that, that is the problem. It's like if you try to shoot any of this stuff down, they look at you and they start like, you know, the dog piling happens and all this stuff. And they're not even going to the event, which is funny. They won't even be at the event. These, you know, usually the case that with some of this and it's just like, man, seriously, I know I am telling it how I really feel. I just I think it's just ridiculous when when you when they're trying to make up scoops when it comes to this event, when it's not about that. It's not about that. It's about a celebration. Sorry. Yeah, I got a little, you know, that came from within. That came from within, guys. I let it out. I let out the beast. <laughs> you want more? Of course. Yes. I, I, I would definitely want more, too. I definitely want more, too. But, I mean, there's even mention of that, you know, Zach wants to do a Western. That was uh, even talked about when it came to, uh, you know, the interview and everything. Talk about doing a Western. I mean... As much as like, yeah, we want Zach to do whatever the hell Zach wants to do. And if he wants to come back and like somehow we could 
get the rest of the Snyderverse. Uh, of course, right now, it's just kind of iffy when it comes to all that. So I'm just like, all right, well, he's going to do whatever he's going to want to do when it comes to Rebel Moon, when it comes to Army of the Dead, and then even doing further stuff. I know he wants to do probably something in the vein of like Excalibur or something. Well, even though I guess you could say some of the stuff he's done has already been that. But, you know, he wants to do a Western as well. I don't know. There's just so many things. Dave, it's all good. No need to apologize. Yeah, no, I'm not going to apologize for all that. I know. No, I mean, that's just, it's just funny because we all want, we all would love to have more Snyderverse. Absolutely. I think a lot of you would agree with that as well. But you, 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 you are using logic and seeing, you're licking your finger and putting your, oh, the wind is kind of blowing over here where, you know, we got James Gunn doing a whole new thing over here. Okay, and we got Zack Snyder doing his thing over here. And you better believe that Zack is 100% happy. That's why he even said in Netflix, like, the barrier of him trying to achieve what he wants to do is no longer there with Netflix. You know, it's not there. So he is absolutely happy for what he's doing right there. So that's why it's like, all right, so let's kind of just leave things be. We'll see what happens in the future. Maybe something will happen when it comes to the new DCU slate where we have this crisis event and maybe Zach can come in and then we have Cavill back. We maybe get Ben back. Gal, all, all of them can come back and do this crazy event. As much as we want to see Justice League 2 and 3, that's why when it comes to any campaigns that are out there that are pushing for that, I, I you know, don't give up on the, the fact that there could be a version of it. You could see a version of that and it might not be live action. You have to accept that. That's the thing. It might not happen. Live action. And every day it seems like we get further and further away from that. But if we get it in a graphic novel form or animation, I know I said those words. Oh, boy, I said graphic novel and animation. Uh, to me, I'd be like, all right, I'll take it. And Zach will gladly give it to it like that because he's even talked about doing stuff like that. Talked about all that. <sighs> Excalibur, the revolver. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let them do their things. We'll see what happens. We'll see what works. We'll see, you know, that's 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 simply it. That's that's just it. You know, if if something happens where they just go, you know what? We're going to do it. Then I'll be like, "Okay." And yeah. I think all of us would be okay. They're just not going to sell it to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> There's just that's just not going to that, that again, that is a very poorly thought out campaign and I and it's funny because, you know, they're still they there's they're, those people are still very much upset with me uh, because of my uh, my short that I put when we when, when Stephen asked a question about it. They're still very upset about that with me, even though, you know, you can still watch the entire interview online. But, you know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys for spending some time with me today always fun members of course we'll do a members only stream right after this so if you want to be uh want to pick my brain a little bit more uh become a member and we'll be doing this and members you'll be uh you know look forward to it on your youtube feed and uh we'll chat a little bit after this and uh, everybody else make sure you smash that like thumbs up subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell do all that do all that as uh, like i always tell you follow me on all the sock meds uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. It's, it's weird saying tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's the vodka stream. So, uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll be talking, of course, we'll be talking some full circle stuff because this will be the last vodka stream before the full circle event. So that's pretty exciting. So, so, uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. You guys have a good rest of your night. 
talk to you later. 